Hey, everybody. Uh, Leroy here for The Digital Bench. Uh, this is episode 30, 31? 30, no, 32. Episode 32. Is it 32? It is 32. Uh, we're going to take things in a slightly different direction, and we're, we're doing our first spoiler cast. So joining me today uh, to discuss the medium, as you can probably guess. Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Um, so yeah, joining me today is uh, Justin. Hello. And Rob's back. Hi. He's it's back. been a while. Yeah, it's been, I, I don't think I've actually been in an episode since the Stardew Valley thing. Oh my <laughs> Maybe, god. That, he needed to take a, a long absence from that one. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it was, uh, took a real dark turn. Yeah, that's what, like a year and a half, something like that. It's been a while. Something like that. Oh, that discussion. Yeah, the <laughs> sipping yeah. sweet tea, rocking on this front porch, walk, watching the aliens work. <laughs> Yeah, it's hmm. a good. That was a good description of Stardew Valley. This is a great time to return, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, we're we're going to talk about some great stuff today. Yeah, totally. Going to talk about a much lighter subject this time. Yeah, exactly. there's no sensitive subjects in this game. Um, but yeah, we're the three of us. I think we're the only ones that have played it or at least played it to completion so i think we are the only ones who have played and played it to completion in our little group cool and i kind of wanted to to get your guys's feedback on this because it's uh, you know one of the first games that i really kind of dove into for this year um you mm-hmm. know the longest the, you know coming out of the tail end of one of the longest years ever you know, it's just a matter of fact uh, that wasn't a normal year, but yeah, we we covered that on the last episode. We did. Still playing um, the same games. <laughs> st- still the same games, but yeah. Uh, for those of you who aren't in the know, the the medium, uh, s- think of it as like a a psychological horror game, third person horror game, uh, in the vein of Silent Hill, but without yeah. combat. With yeah, and that's that's actually a, or a walking simulator, quote unquote, as people like to throw around and you know you know actually that's kind of the uh, let's start there so we can get to the plot details a little bit later but i, I kind of wanted to hit on a, a few different things so that's when i first started playing playing the medium it, it took me maybe let's say that first hour before it, it sort of hit me that like i'm not really coming across any combat and i initially didn't really know how to take that because you know when you when you hear the words survival horror there's really sort of an expectation right it, it, you know there's going to well, be some sort of like i think for us because we grew up with stuff like resident evil and like silent hill and that yeah. stuff kind of evolved into things like dead space and like various other stuff where they all had combat some of them didn't do it very well, but they all had combat in it. Right. There's an understanding that you're going to be like gathering resources and that part of the, that the survival side of survival horror is there's going to be a scarcity of resources to manage and you're going to have enemies that you have to manage those resources against. And you're going to have to make decisions on, I, I need to run away from these guys. I need to actually take these guys on because I'm going to go through this area more than one time. Um, yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a whole other side too. Yeah, none to of this it. was like so. I guess in that sense, it really wasn't survival horror, just horror. Yeah, they <laughs> psychological they, horror. Exactly, and I guess that's where the key distinction is made. But you know, after after a little while, I 
and I, I think I, uh, I, I did put a, I, I put something up on the site for, for the medium, uh, a review, if you will. But I, I think you I touched can, on you that. Can do all that. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. It's, it's fine. I, I, I'm trying to, you know, get back into the, into doing something with my time. <laughs> um, but Why yeah, I give I, it seven point five. Uh, no, we're not doing numbers. Fuck numbers. <laughs> because you people don't understand a number scale anyway. A five is dead in the middle. Uh, you know, no, we're not rehashing this. Six. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of found the lack of combat, a, you know, sort of a welcome thing. And it's for that reason you just mentioned, you know, we, we kind of grew up in an era with those style of, at least on the survival horror side, where, you know, you had to do that resource management and, and you know, you had a lot of combat scenarios. And I kind of sat back and thought about it and realized that you know having combat at least in my opinion really sort of lessens the impact in in certain situations when it comes to horror for example like you know you can sort of be grossed out by you know by the design of whatever nightmare creature that you come across right but you know if you're in a scenario where you know even if you're just this random person, you know, you got a gun, you got a shotgun, you got a pipe, you know, nine times out of 10, you can just kind of beat your way out of any, anything you come across. And you know, it was kind of refreshing because having that, that combat there to me kind of, t- kind of takes the sting out of, out of the horror. And I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about that, that lack of combat or, you know. Uh, I mean, I knew going in that it probably was going to have combat, because uh, Bloober Team is the uh, indie studio that made the game, and every horror game they've done before that has been like "quote unquote" walking simulator, like Layers of Fear, right. uh, Blair Witch. Like everything's have been just you no know, you being like you're walking into situations that you don't want to be in. And and I I'll be honest, I did not know that ahead of time. This yeah. was my first run in with a Bloober game, so yeah, I haven't. I've seen Layers of Fear. I watched uh, Markiplier play it, and I kind of watched him play Blair Witch, but that had a dog in it, and I was like, I don't want to see what happens at the end of this game. Yeah, uh, um, Blair Witch, by the way, also on Game Pass, I believe. So yeah, yes, yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, I believe Bloober Team has like a three game deal with Microsoft right now, so I think it's uh, Blair Witch, the Medium, and their next game which that's kind of an interesting conversation that we may get to because it supposedly it is a horror game that we all enjoy hopefully it turns out great but um but yeah i mean i like i don't mind it being uh without combat like sometimes you know combat does also like take the sting out of um like horror because like at the first you know you get a jump scare or two and like oh that's fine but eventually you're just kind of like well i'm just gonna shoot the damn thing (laughs) so and uh in the medium since you there isn't any combat it is just you know your flight no fight or flight it's just flight and just got like all right i gotta get out of here and some of those situations where like the monster is occasionally visible and then there's times where it's not visible and it's just like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I mean, so there's the, there's the psychological conversation about that. And then there's the, the mechanical conversation about that, right. Where, you know, psychologically, uh, it absolutely does take away from it a little bit. If, you know, the first time you go by the first time you encounter an enemy, you're you have that scarcity of resources but then the second time you're like well i have this shotgun so this problem is going to solve itself um so that there is a certain like 
you know, the vulnerability gets gets cranked down significantly the more you advance in a game that has combat. Um, but then, you know, mechanically, <laughs> there's the matter of a lot of these games don't handle combat well. <laughs> also true, and I don't think a lot of people are willing to admit that. We have uh, many conversations about certain games that do not do combat well. Yeah, and, and you know, especially in survival horror games, that is a that is a thing that happens over it's, and over it's, again. It's my art. It's my art. It's meant to be that way. <laughs> it's meant to have bad hit detection and poor controls. So yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and and we can we can dive into it a uh, you know a little bit down the line, but um, especially with this game, I'm not sure I would want this game to have combat because I don't necessarily trust it to handle that well. <laughs> Well, if what they're doing next is what it's what the rumor is, then I I probably would feel more comfortable if this game had combat instead of the next game being the first one that has combat. Right. So I'd rather they try it on something like this. Yes. Than, Show us your work first before. <laughs> yeah, before they go, they hit the, like the big stage where like we're gonna hire somebody that knows how to do combat design. It's like oh boy. Right. <laughs> I think like thematically and visually. Um, you know, in terms of just the feel, uh, I, I do think that this was, this was an extremely strong showing in that direction. Um, but you know, you start dealing with the actual like writing and how well (laughs) they presented their story and, um, some of the, there are, there are definitely some rough edges here that you would hope get, you know, sanded out, sanded off by the time they, get into their next project it, it um, felt like they were punching above their weight class a little bit yeah a little bit, a little bit. um but i mean the, the first i think the first contact i really had with anybody else about this game was i i ended up messaging leroy <laughs> out of nowhere just be like dude have you have you played this because it, it's basically another silent hill <laughs> um because it, it had that feel of you know, and so I, I've I've been playing through Prey recently, and it's reminding me of the discourse around Prey, which was people were like kind of excited about it, whatever, and then you know somebody somebody went through and they were like, "Holy shit, this is basically System Shock three. Everybody needs to try this." Um, and going through the first like half hour or so of of the medium, it was very much a wow, they went and made a Silent Hill-ass Silent Hill game. Yep. <laughs> um, but they did it, they did it in such a, it was like warts and all, you know, they they said, we're going to, we're going to give you a game that feels like somebody was developing a Silent Hill game in 2005 and they stopped for 16 years <laughs> and then they picked <laughs> it back up and they what's finished this, it off. What's this project? Yeah, exactly. They found a folder like in a, in a discarded drive and they were like, yeah, you know, let's, let's see what happens here. Um, Wait and they, until technology <laughs> improves to have yeah. some screens going. So here's the thing. You're not entirely wrong. <laughs> yeah it's kind of what it feels like apparently the idea for this like was initially brought up in like 2012 well i shouldn't say for this specifically but the idea of um and i guess we can go into this shortly but the idea of a uh you know a a game where you know the character exists between two worlds that that happens simultaneously it's never happened before um (laughs) That was initially in 2012, and I guess 
you know, the development team realized like, hey, this isn't possible with this current technology. So yeah, the it's tech's not there yet. And it sat. And then it was apparently the the announcement of the, you know, the, the tech specs for the Series X where they were just like, all right, guys, we're back in. Let's it's do time. this. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe Too the design strange. docs sat there for all those years and they're just sitting there like one day. One day we're going to do this. I we're swear gonna, to God. Get it. We're going to get it. One day this will run at rock solid 30 frames per second. Yeah, I got to say, judging by some of the performance, I'm still not sure the tech's there. <laughs> no. At least it may be there, but it's very early into a new generation. So Yeah, yeah. There, And, you know, p- part of the part of the appeal for this game for me uh, especially in the beginning, was boy howdy! This feels like a game from that early two thousands era. This feels, wart- like I said, warts and all. It's got the jank. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> the animation, super jank. Yes, it's got, it's got the power like, walk speed. The environments were gorgeous, <laughs> but that animation, like every time somebody talked, I was like, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. The Their lip is, is just bizarre. Barely moving. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just, it's you know it's not a. It is aiming for a very specific visual style. It accomplishes that style very well. I am not sure that that style is necessarily um, indicative of <laughs> indicative of the power of these consoles. <laughs> uh, I think it's it is much more something that is. Yeah, it it almost feels a little half baked, but because of the because of the nature of the game itself, because of the the jank, and because of you know the reputation of these games from back in the day, um, you know, it's sort of it all kind of plays into itself. It's a very nostalgic game for me. Um, just being able to play it makes it feel like I'm back in you know Silent Hill Four. Uh, oh. you know around that era oh the era okay never mind <laughs> yeah but just, just you know that that feeling of like boy this thing is extremely flawed but also there's something about it that i can't help yeah. appreciating you know like when i first started playing that game i was like somebody really loves silent hill too <laughs> yes like yeah. i'm being even, called even to a the, place the by, angles. by like some unknown person that I've been to before, and it's basically just like, oh, it's a hotel out in the middle of the woods. I'm like, oh, this is not yeah. Silent Hill at all. Which, I mean, I'm fine with. I mean, they, Bloober team has not been, like, secretive about their, like, their love of Silent Hill. So, no. like, I'm, I'm glad they could take a stab at it, because, like, Silent Hill 2 is, like, the pinnacle of, like, psychological, like, horror. And it's really hasn't been even like i mean we've had it in other games but nothing on that like scale it's, and, and by it's, the way the combat in that game also not great no oh no. god no no so it's no. possible to do it like you know it's possible to have a great game in spite of that yeah nobody remembers that game for combat correct i feel like it was smart of them to sort of evoke that imagery without necessarily fully leaning into it because if you lean into, hey, we're making a Silent Hill game, there are very specific expectations that come with it. And when you don't meet that, um, speaking as a Silent Hill fan, I can tell you that we are the worst fucking people. <laughs> Probably. 
Like the moment that we feel as though you're giving us a subpar. I mean, one we're of getting those. to the point where there's almost as many like. No, actually, I think there are as many bad Silent Hill games as there are good ones. So. Oh yeah, we're I, on that. That should be a point. separate podcast, but. Yeah. <laughs> I can, yeah, man, they made me so sad. And maybe that's part of it, too, is just the fact that, you know, it's coming out of such a bad string of Silent Hills that this gave me a glimmer of hope for what this genre could be, even if it isn't exactly, you know, or even if it isn't the Silent Hill franchise, just knowing that, like, it's not lost. There's somebody out there that's trying to, like, to achieve the same thing. Right. Yeah. Because, like, it's either, it's like a sea of indie horror games, which are either, like, Five Nights clones or, like, PT clones. And then you have, like, Resident Evil, which is, depending on the year, is either first person or third person. So, (laughs) there really isn't, like, a Silent Hill, like, style, like, horror game. Well, definitely not in the AAA space. Or even AA space. Probably not even A space. (laughs) It's either Resident Evil or like Indies. And at this point, there's been so many of those style of games. It just feels like diminishing returns. Like yeah. you could you could show me a, a horror game, like an indie horror game, and I would go, yeah, that's cool, I guess. I'll, wa- I'll watch someone else play it. I'm not going to play it. I'm not interested in playing it. I'll watch like the best bits and then you know, that'll be that. Whereas this was just like, OK, I uh, y- you teased me enough. I'm in. Let's let's see it's what you got. It's gotten to the point where I've been waiting for a new Silent Hill for so long. It's like we're kind of Silent Hill, like sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You showed up. <laughs> you you win. So, and and you know, I mean, I think the look the number one thing that you go to Silent Hill for is atmosphere, right? And I think in in terms of in terms of atmosphere, I think this game nails it. I think there's um, there's a whole lot to really appreciate about the way that they build this world, um, you know, down to the fact like the hotel that you end up in, uh, the, the Niwa Niwa Workers Resort uh, is that's an actual hotel. Like they basically did just like a one to one recreation of a real hotel <laughs> over in Eastern Europe. Um, yeah. And it's and it shows like that that hotel is is a labor of love and and you know you don't get to explore it necessarily as much as you might like to I feel like you know the game gets kind of linear um, yeah it's very yeah it's very linear. Uh, but but that environment is a very strong one and you know it reminds me of poking around in, in like in the school in in Silent Hill um, like it reminds me of that kind of environment. They, I think they killed it when it comes to the environment. Like it yeah. seems like that's where all their attention went to because it wasn't in the animation of the character. But uh, <laughs> but whether it's the, like the real world or like the um, I guess you just call it like the afterlife that like in between like life and death that world where it's just it everything looked great. A lot of it was very creative and a lot of attention to detail. And I'm glad they didn't go with like rusty and moist that Silent Hill had and went with like. The, the fire and, and like and decay. ash yeah <laughs> and like until the i guess the big fire moment reveal later in the game like i i didn't need to have that like being in the the other world section if you will that they definitely struck that that environment really well to just know like okay this is uh 
this is definitely fire ash you know things are sort of dusted over uh, but it's still terrifying oh, yeah. and nothing good is coming out of that environment <laughs> yeah no nothing yeah. Good Anything walking around in there is not going to be good Oh no. Uh, and you know, another thing that wasn't good was the, the skin walls that you had to cut through. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Gross yet satisfying. It's such a small, <laughs> so weirdly part. satisfying. It's such a small part of, of the overall experience, but just, I felt actually gross down to the, the sound. It, the, strangely enough, it even felt like it had a weight to it when you were doing it. Where it's <laughs> like, I don't want to keep doing this. This needs to fucking stop. Yeah, they make you they make you do it too. Like they they make you pull the thing through nice and yeah. slow. They make the controller vibrate through it. Like yeah, you you feel every moment of that and it's not pleasant. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so I mean, with I guess the the you know, the the dual worlds obviously with with there being no combat, that that's sort of the big mechanic with this game. There's a lot of puzzle solving and, you know, a, a lot of the main character, Marianne's power, well, her main power is just being able to, you know, traverse between the two worlds, sometimes at will. So how do you guys feel they did with the, you know, with, with the puzzle elements going back and forth between the two with some of the sequences, some of the set pieces, such as uh, when you first meet the mall, like, oh boy, Ugh. I thought like the whole concept was pretty cool, having the dual worlds and have them both running at the same time, and then it did lead to some fun puzzles. Um, nothing like, you know, racking my brain over, but it was still it was still fun. Um, the only thing that I was kind of disappointed was I was expecting to have some bad shit happen on one screen and be totally fine on the other. I was expecting to be paranoid, like something bad's gonna happen on one side and not the right. <laughs> I think the closest they got to that was with one of the mall mall uh, mall um, encounters, but yeah, I feel that was definitely underutilized. Um, I think in that in the horror aspect, I think it was like because they could easily had like everything fine on one side and then something fucked up on the right side of the screen happening. I was just like, oh god, that but would it, have abso- absolutely like raised the tension because yeah. te- I feel like the tension was there at least in the first stages of the game but once you realize like shit's not really going to pop off yeah because every yeah right. every time you came across the mall was always in like one world or the other so it was nothing like something could happen on the one side of the screen and nothing happened on the other so you have to like constantly be like scanning both screens to make right. sure so, so I think that's the that's the balance that they were probably had to that's the balance they probably had to worry about i assume like you don't necessarily want anything to to be too heavily balanced toward one side of the screen because if you're if you're putting in your tension if you're putting in uh, a really scary moment on one side of the screen there's always the chance that the the, <laughs> the uh the the player is looking at the other side of the screen at that you know at that exact moment or something like that like this is a game without too many jump scares or anything like that. You know, you don't have a whole lot of, of stuff that, that pops off at you out of nowhere. Uh, and, and I think some of that at least lends itself to the fact that, you know, the, the developers are scared of you not paying attention to that side of the screen at that particular moment. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I heard a music sting, but what the hell? <laughs> um, or somehow I died. I don't know what happened. It was yeah. on one side. So... Yeah, I think pu- puzzle wise, yeah, Justin, I, I think you nailed it. Like it, nothing was particularly difficult. Um, it was all it was all relatively straightforward stuff. 
but it was it was clever uh it was it was pretty well implemented i think they found a lot of of nifty ways to incorporate that dual screen approach um so that it didn't necessarily just feel like a gimmick it felt like something that they had thought through and that they actually dedicated a lot of time to incorporating into the game itself um and actually somewhat into into its themes which you know i i appreciated especially uh toward the ending but um but yeah it, it was perfectly fine <laughs> in terms of, it's fine yeah in, t- in terms of of the the puzzles in terms of uh the the gameplay um certainly had its fair share of jank so i'm again glad that you didn't necessarily have to worry about like twitch control you know you didn't have to worry about you know making something by the skin of your teeth it was just a matter of like all right you know, I'm, I'm not going to have to fight these controls necessarily because i'm not finding myself in these disastrous combat scenarios i just have to make sure that i'm turning this hand on this clock ghost with a sword (laughs) yeah yeah that was me taking a shot at the room sorry (laughs) someday they'll remake it and it won't be terrible no they won't they stop it (sighs) so i mean you know so far, and you know, the sort of the vibe that I'm getting from you guys is, yeah, it's a perfectly, it, it was perfectly serviceable. And I, even when it comes down to the story, right, I, I feel like it definitely went in some directions. Whether or not they were good <laughs> remains to be seen, but they went to places, but yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, they were definitely punching above their weight class. So there was an, am, there was an ambition there. There was, really they didn't that. do a terrible job, but they, probably didn't do the best job either (laughs) so here's okay so i was okay with it you know at least the initial premise of you know marianne has this vision she's gonna go investigate blah 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 you're going through my first real sort of like huh moment with the game was a very sudden and dramatic shift over to thomas and i think rob yeah I, I, i had messaged when we were messaging each other, that was one of the things that, that I had mentioned was just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the, the parts of this game where you are not controlling Marianne are probably the weakest parts. Um, I don't. Okay. So there's two, there's two aspects of it here. So first of all, you have Thomas is first of all, not as interesting uh, no, oh opinion. god, no! And he has um, somehow just, has worse lines. Sh- angry individual. Yeah, uh, he, he's he's not necessarily as interesting. Uh, he's not as fun to play, <laughs> um, and he's sort of indicative of the game's problems overall in terms of the writing. Where, look, all right, you you are a relatively small team working on a harder game. You can. You know, pick one, the Holocaust, uh, pedophilia, <laughs> uh, post-war communism. Uh, um, there, there's, there are only so many things that you can really tackle. Uh, there are only so many extremely weighty things that you can tackle with the appropriate weight before you are really, as Justin said, you know, punching above your weight class. And, and they really, they went for it. They were punching anybody that got in that ring. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so at some point you're, you're like, 
all right, do you guys want to be a game about the Holocaust? Do you want to be a game about the trauma associated with you know, ab abuse of, of children? Do you want to be a game associated with the trauma of loss? Like, um, there's just so much they try throwing in there and, and I'm not sure any of it lands. Uh, and I think Thomas is indicative of the entirety of that. Yeah. It's actually just kind of hit me. Cause like sound Hill, like they have like a bunch of characters in the game that kind of have their own shit to deal with. But in this game, it's like, everything's kind of around like one character and it's just an awful lot to kind of consume. <laughs> and I I think with the inclusion of such heavy topics, not only is it difficult to attack that many in one single solitary game, but you know, the fact that they're such heavy topics, it doesn't really marry with the, some of the tone in the first half or at least the first third of the game, I feel because yeah, you know, there are some points where like Marianne is cracking wise and it's like, okay, you got a little bit of personality to you. Like I can get behind that. It's, it's camp. And that's sort of what I, I kind of expected at first, but then, you know, you sort of have this shift over to Thomas, who's also weirdly cracking wise, but like very angry about it and shitty about it. And just, it was very, he wanted to hurt people. Yeah. Like, coming from him, it was just like, all right, this is not as cool. And then yeah, you, it, it you, just you goes to... from like very like just like a mystery with Marianne. And then Thomas comes in and it gets like real dark, like super quick. And you're just like, oh, shit. I'm real fucking mad about things. and I'm going to tell you why. Here's yeah. this, this, this and this. And you're like, whoa, buddy, we just met. And <laughs> like I did all the collectibles. I don't know if Rob did all the collectibles. But, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Like I was Leroy, I was talking to you about it and I kind of knew where like like the pedophilia was slowly coming in with the, like each collectible I was like reading and watching. I was just like, Oh, we're going to go there. Aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you go outside, like in, in that garden area, right. Is when it really starts to. Oh, that's when you like, you switch over to Thomas, but like ahead oh, yeah, of time, yeah. I kind of knew that the, I can't remember the guy's name. I was like, Oh God, he's Oh Richard. He's a, Richard. Yeah. Richard. Yeah, yeah. I was Fuck like, he's a, he's a fucking pedophile. And, and then there's just like, Thomas was like, bam, we're addressing it right now. And it's just like, Oh shit. Right. And it's not enough to address it too. You've also you've also got this game trying to uh create sympathy for the pedophile character. I, I don't know. Oh, that was a bad I don't move. Agree that they tried. Or I don't know. Like they tried to the guy was pleading for his life. So to me, it just sounded like a awful person trying to justify it and Thomas is just running through his brain going, Nope, nope, nope. Nope, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. So I don't know. I didn't take it that way, but it was definitely not done well. I think the the implication that they that they try to draw, and maybe it is just the character pleading for his life, but I think the implication that they try to draw is that the trauma that that character went through is kind of what led them to, you know, the the decisions that they've made in terms of of you know ending up doing the things they yeah, did. I, um, I still but then, it was like. Done well. Yeah, it definitely wasn't done well, and not for nothing. I don't think anyone's. It doesn't. I mean, yes, it matters the circumstances that lead someone to do the things that they do, but you know, people are also going to look at the end result, the end action, end action, and it's like I'm not going to feel any sympathy for this character because nah, you have done not. the worst actual. Thomas thing. did not give two shits about anything <laughs> he had to say. He was yeah. just running through that guy's brain, like going, nope, mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. You're a piece of shit, and you're going to get it. 
So, I mean, that's kind of how I felt during that section. And they're like, but uh, this happened to me. And it's just like, oh, I don't fucking care what <laughs> what happened in your past. <laughs> so it was just it was weird. So I didn't feel like they were sympathizing, but it was just a weird. Uh, it's whatever. They, however, they presented it. It just did not like even afterwards. I'm just kind of like, I just I don't know if they should have did that or not. Right. I and it's they, not. To be fair, like it's not on it's not on video games to be moral moral arbiters or agents for social change or anything like that. But like, there is an inherent larger danger uh, slash bad message being thrown out there to link um, to link someone having going through trauma to that person becoming a pedophile. <laughs> um, that's that's not good that's a that's a really dangerous connection to make um you know i i don't think that's i i don't think there's any maliciousness on the part of of bloober team i don't yeah think, i don't think they were trying to right go right that right. route but i just they I, they weren't up to task for making that right. work and people coming away with that without feeling either gross or angry or right I, I don't just think really you're, play, you're playing with live ammo. So yeah. like you, you gotta be a little bit more careful than they were. It, I, it definitely felt like, um, like a last of us moment where it's like, this person's a shit, but this is why I'm like, I don't care. He's dead. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> don't care what, I don't care what happened up to this point. Fuck him. <laughs> it just feels like there have been, but it's so deep. Very though, like, few. No, no, it really isn't. And that's not. the thing. There are very few, really if any, games that have been able to successfully, you know, implement that style of storytelling. It's just not a thing. So I don't know why people keep coming back to the well and thinking, all right, I got it this time. I'm going to make this work. It's like, no, you're not. Just please let this go. No. It, it doesn't need to be this way. You don't need to throw in this this extra thing. You had a good core story. You had good core, especially themes. like in the middle of your game, where now you get to dwell on it for like the rest of it. Like, right? What were they trying to do? You you took me out of the main character, yeah. and you stuck me with this douche, and now you brought all this terrible bad shit to me. Why? Yeah, it's just like like going back to like Silent Hill too. Like the real like bad shit didn't happen until like the very end. So you're just kind of like the game's done. It's whatever. It's just like, oh shit, <laughs> that's yeah. fucked up. And then it's just. You know, it's not like there's still like two or three hours left for you to like, well, where else we're we gonna go with this? Is this it? Or <laughs> uh, you you've committed. You gotta yeah, do this. Now. Like you throwing that out there now, it's out in the open. So what's happening now? Instead of like it's over, go about your business. It's like okay, game. <laughs> right. Well, there's a. So. It's. I hesitate to call it a laziness. That's not fair because there. I don't think there's anything lazy about making a game like this. But, um, the. When you're when you're writing something like this, there is a you have this tendency to drift towards something that is an emotional cudgel. You know, you're, you're drifting towards something that you can use as a crutch to really to really place a lot of weight upon. Um, and so, you know, when you start talking about like Holocaust discussions, and when you start talking about um, you know pedophilia and leaning on trauma and and uh, stuff like that. You know, you're you're leaning on things that are very easy to ascribe weight to without necessarily having to do a lot of work. Um, it's it's so much easier to say, oh well, 
you know, this person went through such and such trauma uh, or, or this person survived the Holocaust, doesn't that make them a much deeper character just by virtue of the fact that they survived that? Um, the answer is no. And it doesn't. It really no. doesn't. You, ha- you still have to put in the work. and it, It's gonna, not earned at all. Right. And if you're going to bring that stuff up, then you really got to earn that. I'll give you the Tomb Raider reboots. Just because you beat the shit out of Lara Croft does not make her a deeper character. Right. Sorry. Exactly. Um, doesn't add weight. It's just you're just beating the shit out of a character. Right. A person is not their trauma. A character is not their trauma. Or at least uh, there shouldn't be. You know, if you're if you're trying to do if you're trying to say something, if you're trying to really put a message out there, which if you're going to talk about these themes, you really should be trying to, to put something real out there uh, to justify your use of these things. Um, then, you know, you, you need to go a little deeper than just saying like, well, no, this person is, this person is the thing that happened to them. That's that, you know, that's not okay. It doesn't work like that. And then like, I've never, suffered through like any oh none of us have this like kind of like trauma so i definitely feel bad for people who have and and then they play this game and they probably felt like they were it wasn't taken it was taken lightly and they were trying to justify it so i feel bad for those people that i read some of those takes online that people who went through abuse and stuff and they felt like blooper was trying to justify it so yeah and playing playing yeah. fast and loose with something that you really shouldn't be playing fast yeah. and loose with. Yeah, if you're gonna jump on those subjects, you definitely have to put the well first. Make sure that's something you want to do, and put in the work to make sure that it's you know you're not you know being mean or taking light of somebody's trauma or something like that. So, right. It's kind of just remind me of like playing Hellblade, which is all like psychosis and the amount of work that ninja theory did to bring like psychosis into like a video game so people can see like this is what people go through and it fucking sucks (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, i don't know it's just again they were i felt like they were trying to do something silent hill 2 ish and i think they we're going after way too many things and all of them were outside their weight class. So do we feel like the game stands on its own? If we remove some of these elements, I feel like if they just like stuck with the ending, the way it was, I think that would have been fine. I don't know if we want to, do we want to spoil the ending? I mean, it is a spoiler. It is true, but wait, we're, we're in. Yeah, you find out that the little girl, like throughout the whole game, is is like Marianne. Is was it Marianne? Is that her name? Uh, Lillian, I think. No, like yeah. the main character's name. Oh, Marianne. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. find out that's his sister, and I, th- I feel like that could have been the twist, and that would have been fine. You could have cut the Thomas stuff out, and I think I still would have enjoyed the game. Just the mystery of it. I didn't need all that other stuff stacked on top. It it still felt a bit telegraphed to me, but that's something that I would have been okay with because, you know, I'm, well, I'm still I mean, interested in... I feel like Silent Hill 2 was, like, perfect because at that point we were expecting, like, the twist at the end. So everything, like, after that, like, people are, like, going, like, is there going to be a twist? Is there something going to happen? And I was expecting something, and we got something. I just wasn't expecting everything that led up to that. 
Yeah, I think maybe that's the that's maybe one of the most frustrating aspects of this entire game for me is that they they showed that they could do the atmosphere. They showed that they can do, um, you know, they showed that they can do an engaging protagonist. Uh, they showed that they can create a really neat world that's fun to to roam around in and and you know creepy and scary and interesting. Um, they showed that they can do all that. And then they went and they just layered all this extra crap on top of it that they really didn't need, um, because when when you know you cut all that stuff away, I think you still have a really neat product here. <laughs> um, it's just it kind of gets bogged down with itself, uh, and you know that that's yeah, it's frustrating. I don't know. I. I I really wish they hadn't gone in a lot of the directions they had gone because when I see, um, you know, when I see their devotion to the whole dual world thing, you know, right down to the ending where you don't know the actual final, like you don't know the final decision that the the main character made. Like Marianne either kills her sister or herself, and we have no way of of figuring that out. Um, I think that's. You know that's pretty fascinating. It ties in very neatly with the theme of you know two worlds and and not being necessarily you know, not being necessary fully in one or the other. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff there, and you know instead of being able to really luxuriate in that and talk about that, you know you get bogged down into talking about all the crap with Thomas and Richard. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just a bummer. And they even end with so. The, you know the the post credit scene right with the dude oh wandering. yeah yeah and it ends specifically on thomas's pocket watch which is just even even at that point like if you had cut that out if it would have just been gunshot fade to black or you know cut to black fine perfect right that you know we we end on the the main point of of this journey and you know did it happen? Did it not? That's whatever. We we ended with Marianne, who has been our main character, our protagonist this entire time. There's sort of a, an extra, you know, punch to the gut at the end to end with a reminder of probably the worst part of this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I'm, I'm sorry, but Thomas's entire existence and you know, I don't want to say everything with him is bad, but it's just, it's going back to, you know, what we've sort of been. Everything around yeah. him was. Yeah. You, you <laughs> remind me of the worst parts of the games and yeah. I don't wish to, <laughs> to see you anymore. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> preferred like all the, the mystery with Marianne and everything, the other stuff. And I think they could have just like, they cut that stuff out and they could have just had that, I mean, they would have to put some new stuff in to make it work, but I feel like just having that twist at the very end, just be like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're my sister and you're still around. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, with... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, I was I was just going to say, like, you know, knowing all of this and, and how we've sort of got up to this point... Yeah, it it can be seen as a cliffhanger ending. Do you guys want to see another sequel to the like? Do you want to see them expand on this universe and continue the story? Because that's, I, I feel like that's kind of where they're leaning. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another medium game. 
I mean, they did do two layers of fear, so sequels are in their wheelhouse. Um, but is that something that you you specifically want to see coming out of this experience? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I think it really depends on what they're doing next. I think we'll decide if I keep checking out Libra Games or just like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'd, I'd love to see a sequel to it. Like, I... You know, there's enough here for me to be like, all right, you know, as a proof of concept for being able to set up a world uh, and being able to deliver a certain feel, a certain aesthetic, uh, this, you know, this game has aspects of that in spades. And I would love to see them expand on that. I think it depends on the message that they take from the reception, right? Like if, if they say, all right, we're going to double down into some of the shittier parts of this game, then then that's really not going to be worth whole checking out. Game of this, yeah, yeah. This is our all Thomas sequel. No thanks. I don't yeah. need it. I'm good. Um, I would love to see what they can do with the bigger budget. Yes, I would love them to. I'm not going to advocate for Microsoft to buy them, but <laughs> I would love for them to get like a huge budget and see what they can do with it. We're, we're going to take. I'll, I would be there for that. So if Medium 2 has like a triple, well, even like a double A budget, something of that nature, I would definitely uh, keep We're going to take the stress it. out of this scenario for you. We own you now. Here's a bunch of money. Just put out some good shit. Yeah. Yeah. What indie studio wouldn't want that? <laughs> I, that's really kind of the way of indie studios at this point is you you kind of hang around long enough so that someone snatches you hey up. do you enjoy going from publisher and publisher to plead to buy your game God, well, it's been a... the you know part part of the part of the wonder of game pass has been like all of a sudden all of these games have a potential home <laughs> um you know there there is all of a sudden a new space for these things with you know millions of subscribers who you know don't have to worry about like oh do i want to spend 60 dollars on this game or do i want to just take the time to download it and then check it out and then if i don't like it it's not exact it's no big deal um because like look if if somebody asks me you know is this game worth paying full price for i'm not sure that it is i don't no, really yeah, yeah i don't feel this is a 60 dollar title uh as a game pass title it's fucking great <laughs> oh, the, uh, there there have been a few of those where it's just like, okay, this you point to this as an example of this is why you have Game Pass. This yep. is something that I the amount of audience that they have reached they, probably far out. You like know, Blue Team made their money back like day one for the medium because yeah. of Game Pass. So And that's, that's crazy just yeah. having that that security <laughs> of knowing like we have a not necessarily a guarantee, but like we have access to this amount of this pool of people that, you know, wouldn't have even thought of approaching a $60 price barrier. That just would have been an instant, you know, no go. Now then, it's just like, I have game pass. Um, yeah, I downloaded it and this seems kind of cool. So game pass leads to people buying the full product. They get a discount on it and people still buy the full game afterwards. I don't know how, what the, you know, the ratio is for the medium, but it's, that's and the thing the, that's happening that people like check out the game they played on Game Pass. Like, you know what? I want to own this game. Yeah. <laughs> so. And if there's a sequel and it's not on Game Pass, well, guess what? I like the first one enough where it's like, you, you, you know, you've you've got this one. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll buy it. You guys did some good shit before. So uh, hopefully you don't disappoint this time. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> Otherwise, you're never going to get fucking $60 from me ever again. I think I would love to see another another sequel, but uh, before we sort of drop off from, from this cast, I, I think we did want to touch a little bit on something else that they could potentially be working on. <laughs> <laughs> so it all comes full circle. Um, yeah. Because yeah, apparently, apparently they're working. They might be working on a Silent Hill, right? That's what the rumor is. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. They are working with a big name publisher on a horror game, and like I said, they're already looking for people that are into combat design. So, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. After the three rumors of Silent Hill. I think this is the most likely one to happen. Because the other ones was Japan Studio doing one, and they really don't exist anymore. And uh, the other one was Kojima back on that PT train, and I just I don't believe that one bit. I don't know, man. I've kind of voiced my opinions on Kojima at this point, and I, I think I'm out on Kojima these days. What, you don't want to play a game where you piss in a jar and throw it? Nah, I'm good. I don't need that in my life. It's not in your Silent Hill experience? No, it's, I mean... Pyramid Head shows up, fuck you, here's piss. (laughs) Piss on your mask. (laughs) Try to wipe that shit off. That's the real horror there. And there's like cracks in that mask, so it's like whatever his face is underneath there, it's it's got piss on it. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, like, PT was... PT was phenomenal. Uh, It was... Definitely oh, one God. of the the best things to come out of that short lived a... project, but also like I can't shake the feeling of Kojima doesn't know how to self edit. But see, like something like Silent Hill, I'd be okay with. I mean, long as he doesn't go like crazy political stuff that he does in like Metal Gear and in Death Stranding. I just want like Kojima Unchained in a horror game, but just focus on really fucked up shit. I think Kojima, for me, Kojima's done, he's done enough for me to be interested in whatever project he puts out there. Like, look, Metal Gear Solid Five was maybe one of the greatest gameplay experiences (laughs) that I've ever had. That game was, it just felt phenomenal to play. Um, PT was, uh, you know, like you said, absolutely incredible. Um, Like, he's done enough for me to be like, all right. Yeah, if if he goes out there and says he's making a horror game, I'll check it yeah, out. I'll definitely sure. check that shit out. Um, but but I Bounce. it's it's always with that like, all right, where's the where's the other shoe? Where, where, <laughs> where, 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 <laughs> oh, uh, how, how are you gonna fuck this up? I I need to know. Um, Turns, oh, this game can only be anime. played between six p.m. and three a.m. I mean, that's fine. Uh, we've we've coded it into the disc, so if you try I to launch it outside games. of that. Yo, you know what? Make a horror game that I can only play at three a.m. Yeah. Do it. That Ooh, was just... big part of my PT experience. Was I played that after going to the movies, and it was like thunderstorming outside, and it was the middle of the night, and that shit. Man, I took breaks, and that was like a very short demo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was—I mean, Kojima. There was the Kojima talked about in the past about wanting to make a game that would literally self-destruct, right? Like he wanted to have a game that would actually destroy itself, like in the console. You would have to buy a um, new disc. 
Yeah, like the disc would just, you know, uh, crumble or whatever that the hell. I don't want. That's not, I don't want um, that. Strangely enough, that is the one idea I would get behind. <laughs> I love that. That's the thing. I love that batshit insane ambition. I love that thought of like, what has nobody else done? What is nobody else crazy or stupid enough to do? And what can I get away with? <laughs> because I made Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I, I think I, that would be perfect for like a horror game. I so would just what need, can I get away with? I would just need faith that he would be able to stick with horror and not try to make it some like he creates experiences, right? Well, I mean, Death Stranding was supposed to be a horror game, and then Sony was like, "No, really, yeah." Because like those early trailers of Death Stranding were definitely like those are straight horror, yeah, post-apocalyptic yeah. like horror type shit. Nah, then, you work for UPS now. And we need you, you to know, make this game. The horror is your UPS <laughs> delivery man. And you have to walk across America <laughs> with roving gangs of people who want to take your shit. Yeah, that's we, we put a GoPro on an actual UPS person. Yeah, that's <laughs> different kind of horror. <laughs> but no, nah, Death Stranding was like supposed to be like a horror game, and Sony was just like, nah, don't do that. Nah, fam, we need to actually sell units, so make a real game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real game. Um... Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's I the the two Silent Hill rumor seems to be the strongest one, and you know whatever that second one may be, the the first one, if it's Bloober Team, I'm I think they've earned enough, you know, especially I would considering like to see their them past take projects. A shot. Yeah, like right, a real sure. good shot. Because right now there really isn't too many companies that could do it without it being something like along the lines of stuff they've already done like we had that conversation in our discord like what studios that do horror games now that would be even the right fit because you can't just have a horror studio just do silent hill it's not the same thing it's like well capcom can do it resident evil is not silent hill no oh my god no no right it's not the same thing right it's just would be another horror game. You have to like somebody's got to nail that like psychological like I don't want to be here. This is awful type shit. Have either of you played Mundon? No, I've never heard of it. Okay, so I would say after after we're done here, maybe look up Mundon. M U N D A U N. I might I might be pronouncing it wrong. It might be Mundon or something like that. Um, but it's this really weird and pretty creepy ass thing set in the Swiss Alps. Um, it's got a very bizarre style. I would say, check it out. Actually, let me see if I can, I'm just going to do like a Google image search or something. And then like, I think we'll the closest there. thing for me when it comes to like psychological horror was probably Hellblade. That game is fucked, fucked up. Yes. Big time. Leroy, have you played Hellblade? Uh, no, I have not. Play Hellblade, wear headphones. It is... It's an awesome game, but man, oh man. I think that is also on Game Pass. Yep. It is, yeah. It's a it's a great game, and as, as Justin mentioned earlier, like, so the developers went out of their way to... Uh, to not just lean on the crutch of mental illness and say like, Oh, our character has a mental illness. Doesn't that make them interesting? They actually went, you know, they went the extra mile to depict 
mental mental illness in an accurate and interesting way um, that that you know actually said like look we respect this thing that we that this we is are. a real thing that people go through <laughs> exactly exactly it was it was the you know they gave the proper weight to the decision that they made uh, which is something that we didn't necessarily see with the media. No. Um, but yeah, play that. You got to play it with headphones. And I think they actually like the game specifically yeah, they tell you, you to like, play headphones. Yeah. Like they interviewed people who had like mental illness and the stuff they described, like what they experienced, they like they put into the game. It is like batshit crazy. Like it is it is essentially a horror game. It does have some like devil may cry style. Well, kind of sort of like a poor man's devil may cry moments, like action moments. But everything else is just like. It's like horrible energy, like imagery, and just like really fucked up shit. I think I'm definitely gonna check that one out, and also the Mundon because I'm clicking through the screenshots in uh, Google Images, and I just saw something that is very not okay. <laughs> <laughs> which um, Ninja Theory is actually doing a horror game called Project Mara, which takes place in like a person's apartment and only in their apartment. Oh, those I are, love that. I, that, uh, I love that. That drives me nuts because so, that's your sacred place. Like, yeah. So they're taking what there. they done with like Hellblade and they're putting it into like legit like first person like horror game that all takes place in a in your apartment. So I'm I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm after playing Hellblade, I'm like, give me that shit because oh, God, Hellblade is not okay. <laughs> So. i'm glad that horror is in like a good spot is it though e- even if it's not at the forefront though i like... mean resident evil's doing all right it's just them though <laughs> i mean it's i think besides it's like them, the indie but... stuff like indies there's like so much stuff like markiplier that's makes where it's a gonna come from on though. that shit so i just, I, like, I like to see more like, I want to see what those Dead Space guys do. They're making their a new horror game. You want to see good horror, but with big money. And I, I get it. Yeah. Even, yeah. Not even big money, maybe like medium money. I think the... the it doesn't have to be big money, but it definitely has to look like... Like, it, you gotta bring me, like, immerse me in. Like, get me in there. Like a B title. Like, I think that's an overlooked you know type of game these days it, it people think it needs to be either indie or this grand triple a title and like there is a solid in between to work with that that still gives you a a fulfilling experience like, oh no i mean always... all those people are making like playstation style like horror games like now oh yeah yeah and now they have like devolved into like game boy advance style horror games which i don't i couldn't even fathom what that is and then i watched like markiplier play one i was like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> Oh, you had, like I mean, you 2D know, people, graphics people who, and it's still scary. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, people who grew up in, in, you know, grew up in the late nineties, early two thousands, uh, are, are now of the age where they're able to take on those projects and, and make them themselves. You know, they're able to make the things that inspired them back in the day. Um, and so you end up with stuff like that and, you know, it helps that, uh, game development now is much more accessible uh, than it ever has been before. Like it, it is, I mean, it's still an incredible undertaking, but it is you know, 
the average person can go and make a video game as if they want to dedicate themselves to it, they can go and do it for relatively cheap. A phasmophobia uh, you know, you, game though. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Taking all those cheesy shows and it's like, you could just make a game, make this a yep. game. I just made MTV sphere. You do you can, want to play you it? Be sure. Zach Baggins from ghost adventures and yell in an empty house. <laughs> is that you do you want to punch me right now yeah threaten to kick a ghost's ass yeah it's like what did you say i heard that now i don't know if this doors. is real or not but do you really want to <laughs> tempt it is this is how you want to figure out if it's real because that shit comes home with you uh. but um out of the like the three rumors, I think the Bloober team one is like the most likely to happen and I'm definitely down for it. I just I don't know what I would want in a Silent Hill game at this point besides it just being good. Like I don't know it's yeah, it's a low bar. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, Speech. it's I don't know if it's a low bar, but it's just like obviously like the whole Silent Hill 1 and 3 storyline is done and I'm not expecting a sequel to that but it's kind of like all that's left is like stuff like Silent Hill 2 and The Room and it's like how do you do something like that and make it new and exciting right i think um you know shattered memories showed us that you can do like a soft reboot and have it work out fairly well like that game was very good it did not get anywhere near the attention that it no, should it have not. gotten i don't think um it was just all the the american uh made silent hill games yeah i mean, I mean we, that's more than a decade ago at this point so yeah. if if we run down the roster right post four we're looking at shattered memories there was origins origins coming right? and downpour and downpour yeah that's not a good run that's not no. a good run at all. And Book of Memories for the Vita. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That game. Yeah, it's I played that to completion. I hate my life. What is anyway. wrong with you? You don't have to play every game in a franchise. Don't be, put... don't be Tim and play every Resident Evil game and watch every Resident Evil movie. Well, watch every Resident Evil movie. No, stop it. <laughs> That's just... Okay, are we talking the 3D ones or are we talking the... No, the we're talking Mila Jovovich, Mila Jovovich ones. Because if that's where we're going, no. Yeah, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm standing at right now. I'm on the edge, and I'm pushing people off because you deserve it. <laughs> that's something you invest your time and money in. Like, no. Oh, I don't know about investing your money in it. Uh, I didn't invest any money in it, but he did. I stopped going to the... I don't think... Res... Was even Resident Evil out when I was going to movies for free? I don't even remember. I know I never paid for a Resident Evil movie. And you shouldn't. No. I paid for the CG ones. Those are great. But um Yeah, those are those are a lot of fun. No. Now she's coming after Monster Hunter. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> that is a shot at me. I take offense with that. But um Yeah, um I just I've been thinking about it a lot lately, just like horror games in general, and I just don't know what I would want in a Sound Hill game because there's just been like, we can't do the, the main character is bad anymore. Like, you did something wrong. They did that shit twice the they second did it time. twice, and the second time it didn't work very well. 
No, and they also brought no. back Pyramid Head for the second time, so it was He was the boogeyman. Uh, mm, mm. You did something wrong. Real mad about it. I'm the boogeyman. <laughs> I am the movie Pyramid Head. I'm not the one from Silent Hill 2. I don't have mittens for hands. God damn it. So. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in this. You know what? I just need to see it. And I, I mentioned it before, but I think Bloober has earned enough where... Whatever they put out, like yeah, I, I, I think I'm it would at give least it a be shot. okay. But I'm gonna, sure. I'm not gonna lie. That part of it is like, well, it's either you or nobody. <laughs> so I just, I mean, it's, I just it's gonna, gonna happen. Yeah, right. I just gotta yeah, like, erase PT from my brain. That's all. That's not exist. <sighs> that's gonna be tough to. That's gonna be very hard to beat. No, I don't even think we should include that. I think it's in a tier on its own, a special one-off event. Let's let's not even pretend we're gonna we're gonna reach those heights such because shame. for such a short thing, God, it made it such an impact. Oh God, that was probably one of the scariest things I've ever played. <laughs> and that's what I mean when I say, yeah, Kojima can do whatever the hell he yeah. wants. I'll he did that with one it. hallway. <laughs> Oh you know, shit! With one hallway, he can let him do whatever he wants. You you may have brought me back around on like on there's Horror. like there's things that <laughs> Kojima should not be doing, but when it comes to crazy anime shit, that's fine. That's Metal Gear and Zone of the Enders, and then what he did with PT, just let him just go to town. You can do whatever crazy shit. Uh, Otacon could just show up in a Silent Hill game, and I'd be okay with it. The horror is <laughs> that he's talking about anime for seven hours, and this is the greatest game I've ever played. That is the real nightmare. You're not scenario. stuck in Silent Hill. You're stuck in anime. You're stuck at Otacon, and Ugh. only you it. have showered. <laughs> I can smell it, and I don't no, like it. No, you can smell it and taste it. The air is just heavy. The disc. It dissipates in your system mm. <laughs> and it just it spreads throughout your apartment it's very fragrant <laughs> the evil of sound hill is spreading to a convention center near you oh god okay we should probably stop ducking on the animator we don't we don't talk we don't talk enough about the smell of silent hill no though. it never gets discussed it's the unsung hero of the series <laughs> a, a smell accessory maybe uh you know, a special scratch and stuff. I'm controller. sure Kojima would be all over that. Oh God, that would be oh man. Yeah, Kojima's like, let's do it. You need to buy a special controller for it. <laughs> it's I, uh, Eighty dollars instead of seventy. <laughs> God, there's a very real possibility and of this happening. And uses the PlayStation touchpad. You scratch the pad and. Uh, okay, I think we should we should end this here before this becomes a reality. It's, it's happening, um, gentlemen. So that's so that's the medium. That, that, the medium. that is the medium. <laughs> so um, if you have Game Pass, definitely check it out. And uh, if it's on sale, I think you know if it's like twenty a... thirty. If it's like indie game price, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. fifty dollars. It's, it's not a it's not a fifty dollar title. Not it's not a sixty dollar no. title. Uh, twenty dollars or Game Pass, absolutely give it a shot. Yeah. At this point, if you have a Series X, there's other games you could buy. If you have a PC, oh, there's other games you can buy. 
There's a lot, a whole sea of indie games you can buy. But um, I, yeah, if it's Game Pass or if it's on sale, I, I would check it out. If you're definitely itching for some horror games and you want something kind of Silent Hill, doesn't quite make it, but it gives us hope. It does. If you're if you're nostalgic for that period, um, fixed cameras it, and it, all may very well yeah it may very well scratch that itch uh it it definitely again warts and all you know it it carries over a lot of the shit from that late 90s early 2000s horror era um so yeah you know it it does it does not necessarily control all that great it it makes some really questionable decisions when it it gets to thomas it's gonna make you feel real uncomfortable for a while uh yeah just see just see it through you'll go for it I don't know. I was gonna say, just say it through. Um, you know, Thomas will go away. He'll he'll come back for parts of it. But you, you know, play him twice, and it goes back to Marianne, and those parts are great. Yeah, it's fine. yeah. It's also not a very long game. Oh no, no. Yeah. it doesn't overstay its welcome. So no. All right, cool. We, Gentlemen, we, we finally did it. We finally did a spoiler cast. We did do a spoiler cast. Um, Maybe one day we'll do Last of Us Two. Uh, mm. It would just be us being angry. <laughs> because there's a whole host of things in that game that doesn't make a character D. <laughs> Justin, we might need to do that in a couple weeks. Um, oh man, I don't need to relive that now though, because God, yeah. Don't no, you feel well, bad, Leroy? I don't. don't you feel I don't, bad? I don't, for I don't these care people? for any. I don't I, you feel upset? You killed them, and now you find out they were shitty people. Let, and really- let me. Let me spoil my perspective of the Last of Us 2 spoiler cast. Ready? I don't care for any of those characters. That's it. No, I care about the dog. The dog didn't deserve it. Uh, yeah, fair point. The dog every, was the hero. Everyone's shitty. Uh, they yeah, all deserved every- everything that happened to them. In that game. And if you're real mad about Joel, then I don't know what to tell you. Because he, he fucking was no too. Lee from The Walking Dead. All of you shut up. If you're talking about best zombie dad. Uh, he Joel Lee is not it. Is Lee the is the best it. dad. Lee and Clem. Oh, oh, now I'm getting <laughs> sad. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, Rob, thank you for joining us. It was, it was yeah, great. Rob. Thank you for having me. Great to have you back, um, Justin. Thank you for taking time as well. Uh, for anyone listening, if you have also played the medium and you got some thoughts or just you know you got some shit you want to talk, just shoot us a line podcast at the digital bench.com or go to the digital bench.com click on contact and fill out the little form there I'd love to hear some feedback see if fill uh, out the paperwork fill out the paperwork you do the paperwork i don't do paperwork yeah no. i do enough <laughs> of that but yeah, um, yeah you got you got some shit you want to say to me you go ahead and you reach out to them <laughs> <laughs> you said it to leroy i'm letting you at the the rule still stands uh if there are any attachments especially if it's an image i will delete on site don't do it <laughs> that's the rule gotta no follow the rules. sonic fan art for this man nope all right He's have a good night way ahead everybody. of that game <laughs> do, do not do it <laughs> all right thanks guys um thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you in a couple weeks later later <laughs>